All right, it says we should be live. I'm waiting to confirm that with YouTube here. I'm not seeing anything, so let me check on my phone. If there's anybody hearing this or watching this, we apologize. I'm trying to find the the live to make sure that we're not Oh, okay. All right, I believe. What? All right, it just disappeared. Okay. Nope, I found it. We are actually live, Tony. So, how are you doing today, man? Good. Um, Spy had a crazy day. Uh, yeah, it did. I know we'll talk about that. Um, but... You know, if you look at, I know we'll talk about this in a little bit, but if you look at, you go to the weekly and look where, where we're we rejecting um, off that 50-day moving average. I know that's a level that we've been talking about, so um, a pretty nasty tweezer on the weekly. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we close this weekly candle. Um, and, you know, I have a, a little pennant forming. Um yeah so we'll we'll see but that's a nasty tweezer on the weekly i agree man i think uh also the weekly that reject on that trend line like that is just not gonna be good when it comes to um a little bit longer of an outlook on spy like if we're talking weeks out we definitely definitely do not want to be seeing that weekly reject continue any further um if you're a bull you want to see this thing bounce this week and take this candle and, and make it a hammer candle or even just a, a slightly red candle with a long lower wick. Like we do not want to see this thing stay as big as it is red right now because then we have, like Tony was talking, that tweezer. Um, and then we have a couple other issues going on with just the rejection out of that level, which when that level is fully rejected on, we've seen downside of, of solid like five plus percent on SPY every single time. Um, so we're gonna have to talk about that going forward during this episode we'll give you guys kind of an insight we'll pull up the chart and stuff and talk about spy a little bit um but first how has your 2023 been tony oh it's been good it can't be worse than last year so that's my mindset <laughs> that's my mindset for this year it can't possibly be worse than last year yeah you had your your bottoming oh. and now you're starting to curl yeah that was that that was the worst year i've ever had for sure but um yeah, I mean, <clears throat> trading's been been decent. Um, you know, life's been all right. What about you? How, you know, anything new? Um, yeah, going um, on with you? Nothing crazy. I mean, uh, for the most part, it's just been like trading and back in the grind, like just continuing what we were we were doing. But um, yeah. I've been green every day in January, which has been cool. I hope it comes to an end sometime soon because I hate when it goes over a couple weeks because then I start to feel pressure to stay green. You think um, about it. Yeah. yeah, I think about it too much. So I'm hoping that it ends with a small red day here coming up within the next week or two, which is kind of it's kind of like what people don't expect to hear. They kind of think, um, 
you know, I'm going to be like, oh, I hope this green day lasts or this green streak lasts for the whole year. No, man, like that would be the most stressful thing I'd ever done in my entire life. Like last year, I think I had like a 40 day green streak was my highest of 2022. And it was genuinely like by day, like 20 something of it. I was genuinely like every day was just like playing like super not risky stuff and and doing yeah. not what I needed to be doing when it came to trading like I was just like running around with the the low risk stop losses at minus two percent and then ending the day like plus point three percent or something like that like it just wasn't what I wanted to be doing so I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick to the one percent a day keep going and see how long it goes and then when it ends I think I'll be a little relieved yeah, that's how it goes when you're when you get on a streak like that. It's always in the back of your mind, and then it affects your trading and like the trades you take. And it, you know, like you said, it it's almost better if it just comes to an end. You don't even have to think about it. I agree, man. I agree. Um, so yeah, there's there's something cool we got going on with the aftermarket, and and I told people we'd give them kind of a, a entry to get into it early. So I think um, all you guys need to do is. Make sure that you're following the aftermarket Twitter account, which is at aftermarket gang. And then send us a DM saying you want to get in early and we'll send you guys the discord link probably a week before the first of February so that you guys can have like a one extra week of being in there, checking it out, kind of being our hamsters, helping us out. Plus you get access to all of the stuff for an extra week because um, it's going to be free starting February 1st. So That'll be pretty cool, but you guys will also, since you guys are listening to this and being being homies with that, um, you guys can get in early. I know Tony's really excited about it. We've been we've been recording yeah. videos and stuff. Um, I think it's going to be pretty 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 fucking great, to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's something new. It's um, you know, we've been a part of Discords for like four years now, and um. You know, doing the same thing over and over and over can get, you know, you can start to feel burnout or it could get stale. I know for me personally, I'm I'm that kind of person where, like, if I do something, um, you know, for a while I start to get burnout. Um, that's kind of how I was with, you know, I used to do photography full time, was doing that so much that I just kind of started to hate it. I did videography, same thing. Um, you know, certain things for me, I guess, specifically, um, you know, I just kind of start to feel burnt out about it, but I'm really excited to get this going because, you know, it's just everything that I'm passionate about, everything you're passionate about in terms of, you know, just trying to teach people through our experiences, trading and trying to, you know, show people what is actually realistic, not all this like fluff that you see on social media um because that's not reality and we just kind of want to really not dumb it down but you know make everything very easy to understand you know break things up um categorize things the way they need to be and um you know we've said this a few times but we're we're open to you know um any advice if you know we get people in there and they want something that might not be in there we're we'll obviously cater towards what everybody wants so um i'm just really excited to to get that started yeah we uh we we just recorded expectation versus reality videos today um and i forgot how much kind of thought goes into 
like what new new traders or beginners really expect out of you know scalping options trading swing trading investing um i was just thinking back to when i began and how different my thought process was back then and it was completely different i was i remember back then i was constantly just obsessed with like all right, I'm going to like make a million dollars in the next year. Like it was just like all of that sort of stuff because I was seeing it all over. And um, so those videos I think are going to be super helpful for everyone. And then we're going to move into like, you know, goals and choosing what kind of, of swing trader investor or scalper you want to be because there's like 20 different kinds of each of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to be super exciting. So obviously, you know, follow the Twitter account, uh, DM the Twitter account. If you want early access, we're willing to let anyone in early. If you listen to this, uh, you guys are going to be the only people who get to hear how to get in early. So DM that Twitter account, uh, we'll respond probably a week before February begins with a discord link and you guys will get in early. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, but today Tony dude spy was like on the most, I guess, death death march today yeah (laughs) the death march of all time today like i didn't i don't remember a really really profitable green setup all day there was i know me and hudak were talking about it It had rejected a dev level around 400 and i was talking about that weekly 50 yeah Um, i think once that 50 recalculates next week we're gonna see that it rejected pretty close to that um but you know it's uh, a hell of a weekly tweezer um you know just depending on where we close on friday so um i know we took the same trade today too uh yeah, had rejected did. it had rejected supply um early in the morning and then you know just kind of fell off the face of the earth we took that trade right at the top uh, i'm about to yank up the five minute here so you guys can see we took this trade Tony and I were talking um, actually while we were making these videos. It was from high of day yesterday, I believe, was the the zone here. We took a trade in kind of this supply zone here, um, which ended up being somewhere between you know this 400 level, which what it was was it, which was what it was right around. Jeez, that's a hard sentence to say. Um, but it was right around that 400 level, and then you guys can see we saw 400, and then end of day we saw 391, so almost a nine point move from from that that 400 level. But I was I was in short here right at the top on that like I think it was like 399.60 ish, 399.70 ish, and I ended up selling like a candle later. But um, I mean, if we looked into those puts, they'd probably be up by now. They would have probably been up a lot. Yeah, 500%, something crazy like that, 300 to 500%. Um, but yeah, Tony and I don't really really hold for the longest gains of all time. We like to we like to keep that stuff pretty fresh and take the the profit quickly. What do you think um like we're looking at here if this weekly closes about around where we're at? Say like we end up with this 390 to 392 close, kind of similar to where we are. What are you feeling on that? Um well, I have that pennant that started from the 15th of August um, and kind of formed that upper trend. And then um, the bottom of that started the tenth, the week of the 10th of October. Um, so if it breaks down through that, we have the weekly 200s that are sitting at like 365 that would probably be a magnet for the weekly um if we 
failed the weekly 200s, I think we probably work our way all the way back down towards like 345-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the inverse of that, if we for some reason break that 50 and break out of this pennant, I think we may be, you know, uh, reversing out of this bear market. Um, I would definitely pay attention to where the weekly closes and i would definitely pay attention to that weekly 50 and those weekly 200s um that's just kind of what i'm seeing at the moment yeah i was i was looking at this downtrend quite a bit before the week i liked this higher low that we made um which is kind of the source of the pennant we had this bottom like you were talking in october um and then we had this bottom again which was december mid-december to early january um, and so I was liking it based on that, just kind of thinking early, early of the, the part of the week might be a long time. And then, you know, we had that nice decent day yesterday, but then today it's like, now we're fully out of that rejection zone. Cause I like to draw this zone here since there's wicks and candle bodies. Um, it makes sense for yeah. me to have like a little bit of a downtrend zone and then we're completely out of it now. And we might be heading towards the bottom side here. Um, I do think with that said, I do think the best side to be right now is short, just considering we're in a bear market and um, you always want to follow trend. I made a video about trends and you always kind of want to follow them until they break, which right now the trend is um, lower highs and then and then lows are made. So I think we could be seeing a, a possible big rejection into new lows. Um but we're going to need to see a lot of uh, the economic data coming out. Right now, we haven't seen many moves based on the economic data. We've seen like CPI came out and stuff, and it, and it seemed like it was going to have a huge move in the market. But um, yeah, really didn't. And so what I'm thinking is this earnings season is going to be pretty big. We have Netflix tomorrow after hours, uh, and that'll kind of set the premise for, for tech in the earnings season. And then we have, you know, Microsoft, Tesla the next week. And so I think that's going to kick off what the market's going to do because those are big names that are probably going to pull the market one way or the other. And I'm going to probably be be willing to to ride the sentiment of whatever happens on those earnings reports. I'll be, I'll be looking for lottos throughout them. Um, and I think that's going to lead us into uh, Tony and I's two kind of watches that we post or, or talk about on the, the podcast. And the first one for me is going to be Netflix. Um, and I'm not recommending... I was talking about this with my Discord. I'm not recommending their their options because it's been uh, juiced all the way up to about 160, 170 IV at some points, 120 at the bottom side. So don't be paying those premiums. But I do think uh, Netflix has quite a bit of upside if you if you look at what they've been putting out and the, at the changes they've made based on their earnings report. And you can kind of see, um, let's go to the daily just so I can show you when their earnings reports were. So they had an earnings report in, uh, when is that, October? They had one in July, and they had one in April, I believe. The April one caused a drop from 340 all the way to 227, and then there wasn't a huge reaction in July, and there was a, a slight gap up in October. But I think this one is a good one to be long on uh, pretty much for, for a couple reasons. Number one being when they had these bad earnings reports, they had two of them in a row uh, where they dropped from, what is that? Sorry, I had the, the pictures in the way. 500 all the way to 400, and then that 330 to 220. 
um, I think they've made a lot of changes. They've 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 made you know they've had ads. They've added a few new shows that people were calling for. They've put out new new stuff. They've put out new movies. They've created Netflix originals that people were wanting. Um, they've changed their subscription plans. I think they're doing the things they need to do to make their earnings reports, um, you know, not bridge the gap. I don't want to say that because. They, uh, they missed really bad when they missed. So, And it was subscriber count that they missed on. So it was really just more of the business rather than the numbers. So they missed really bad on those subscriber counts. But I think they're doing what they need to do to get people back. Um, and the biggest thing that I'm going to be watching for um, is the movement tomorrow. If they have a big red day tomorrow, because if SPY continues this, this downward side that we saw today, if there's a red day tomorrow, I'm just going to buy commons of Netflix. I don't feel like playing the options. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy commons on that. Um, if I could get it around somewhere around 320, I think I'd be pretty comfortable having an average around 320. But the biggest thing uh, that I wanted I wanted to bring up about Netflix before I let Tony do a little bit of talking is is their their quarter fours have historically been lower than normal, but this time around they're expecting only 53 cents of earnings per share. When this entire year they've been in the two to to three dollars per share um, on their EPS. And in the past, when they've had a, a two to three dollar EPS for the entire first, second, third quarter, their their fourth quarter EPS was over a dollar. So if they beat that well, if they beat you know this fifty three cent EPS and they beat it by you know they they make a dollar, they make a dollar twenty. Um, I'd expect this thing to go pretty pretty ballistic and, and start to fill these fill these areas that we've seen gap down from the earnings. We have one all the way up to 500 if this thing wants it, but I don't think it'll do that tomorrow. So don't don't get this, you know, Teddy said $500 PT, that sort of thing. But um, that's my first one. I think it's a pretty solid long on the, the earnings report. You have a pretty decent chance of, of getting some upward momentum. Um, I'm doing commons. I don't recommend the, the calls or the puts because of the IV, like I said, but that's my first one. Tony, what do you got on your radar? Um, I really like American Airlines for a short, um, if you look at the weekly, the last time we had this aggressive of a move was like the 18th of April, um, and it got absolutely smoked. We had another one first of November, um, and it got, <clears throat> you know, again, got destroyed the following week. Um, so I like that into the rest of this week. If we look from, you know, the, the, the two weeks prior had an extremely explosive move. Um, and then, um, there, you know, I'm seeing room down to like 14, um, on the chart I'm looking at. So, um, yeah, that's not something I normally trade. Um, but I really do like that setup for, for a short. Um, and that's just strictly technicals. Yeah, I think, I mean, this thing looks like it's pretty overextended, as in we saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine green candles in a row. And then there was a massive gap up um, today, actually. So that was today. This thing has a gap also between that 16 level all the way down to 1537. Mm -hmm. That looks pretty good. Um, before I give you guys my second one, I want to say thank you guys for, for tuning in. Um, Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. That's why we gave you the uh, the early access to, to the aftermarket because it means a lot that you guys listen to these. If you're on Spotify or Apple uh, Music, you know, it, it means a lot to us. So thank you guys. Okay. My second one is XP. 
Uh, and this is actually a chart that, that I've been trading, um, as in I have a swing trade on it right now. But I really like this, this double bottom that we saw on, when was that first one? The first one was Monday, December 19th, and the second one was Thursday, January 23rd. So I'm going to draw a line in on that double bottom area. And then you guys can see the, the move that we've already seen off of that double bottom. But the reason I liked it even more was because we had this, this resistance here in this area, about 15.50 all the way to you know something around 16. Um, but I'm going to put a zone right there. So it was this zone. This was the top of it was 16. The bottom of it was that 15.50 level. And you can see the action that we saw when it touched that zone. It touched that zone on, on Tuesday, actually, which was yesterday. And we saw it just completely shoot all the way back up to 16.30 when it opened at 15.75. And I actually took it above 16 for a swing trade. Uh, and I'm still I'm still holding most of it. I have I sold a little bit today when it was testing that 17 area. But I think this thing looks really good based on the fact that, you know, it had this this support level here, resistance level here, creating a little bit of a zone. And the reaction to it was just a, an absolute nice green candle out of that zone, showing that it's support now. Um, and so I'm I'm feeling long on this. I'm feeling like as as long as we're above this 16 level, this thing is a pretty easy long. Um, and I'm going to be in it until we see above 17, most likely. All right. Tell like me what's your second one. I like that a lot. Well. My second one was going to be plug, um, but after the day it had today and the week it's had so far, um, it does not look so hot. But if we're, we were looking on the weekly from the 3rd to the 9th, um, that curl it had on the weekly, it looked really good. Um, so I'm going to roll with Spy. Right. I know that's pretty generic, but... Um, if like we were just talking about, if we do close this week out with a tweezer on the weekly, um, to me, that's a pretty big warning sign that we're most likely going to break through this pennant and potentially push down to those weekly 200s. Um, you know, those 200s tend to act like a magnet for, you know, on multiple time frames. Um, I know it's generic, like I said, but I know we've been talking about this weekly 50 level that we currently have rejected um so if we do close the week um you know around where we're currently at and we do close this tweezer um i i do really like this short um into into next week <clears throat> i agree i think that's probably maybe even the best setup on the on the watch list like if this thing rejects that level again i don't see how you can't feel good being short on that trend line where it's rejected what is this going to be the fifth time if it rejects again like yeah. at that point it feels like it's taking money or candy from a baby we also just something quick to to pay attention to is we also failed to close above the daily 200s um and that's kind of where we're rejecting at the moment we also have a potential daily triple cross um and a potential cross from the daily nine through the daily 50 um, so not only does the weekly not look great, um, the daily looks maybe even worse. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you when it just came to technicals and stuff. How do you interpret, um, like the wicks on this spy weekly? Like we have like a lot of bottom side wicks here. We have a few top side wicks on this downtrend. Like, how do you kind of think of them on the weekly there? Because I know that you, you do a lot of work when it comes to technicals and candle charts and stuff. <laughs> So with those wicks, those are essentially, um, you know, those are all 
almost all of them off pretty key levels. Um, that one from the 15th of August was right off the 50. There's one even further back, the 18th of April, that was right off the 50. We had one from the 28th and then the 12th of December. Those were right off the 50. Um, if we look at the bottom wicks, that one from the 10th of October, um, you know, we work our way all the way down through the weekly 200s there, but then the 17th of October, that was off the weekly 200s, 31st of October, the weekly 200s, and then essentially the ones from the 19th of December, the 27th, and the 3rd, we're just confirming that, that pennant, so, um, Wix, Wix will tell you a lot, and especially if they're off key areas or moving averages like these ones, most of these are. Um, but that's why we've kind of been preaching about that weekly 50 because, um, like I said, I think once that weekly 50 recalculates, we'll see that that rejected pretty close to that. Um, so that's why these higher time frames are so important. You want to pay attention. If something's getting, like approaching something like the weekly 50, it doesn't have to be exact, but you know, more often than not, you're going to see a reaction in either direction um, on something, you know, such, like a higher time frame, like the daily or the weekly. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of examples of that here. So um, that's kind of just what or, or how I interpret that. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, I think this this weekly 50 is uh, kind of been underrated in this bear market. Um, we've seen it get rejected on that, that 18th of April on that Monday. Um, and then again on the August 15th and then again on, on December 12th. Um, and yeah, like you said, if this thing calculates, uh, down a little bit more within this week. So if we have a red week this week, um, we're probably going to see it, you know, come down and test this, 400 level that is the 50 and then that would line up exactly like tony said with the the candle this week but i think for the most part man like uh these wicks are just kind of showing us how like indecisive the market is right now like we saw these bottom side wicks from monday tuesday um or not monday tuesday those three weeks back in end of december and early january um but then we saw that massive red wick the week before like it just feels like right now the market needs that decision and i think it's that pennant that we've been talking about that pennant um it's kind of just showing indecision and then once that breaks we'll probably get much more of a solid move and see something like these candles here where we had from uh you know monday october or april 4th all the way to april 25th those weekly candles were pretty solid and then again from july 22nd all the way to august 22nd or August 8th. Those candles were pretty, pretty big. And I feel like we're going to get uh, a little bit more of that when this pennant breaks. But this pennant right now, man, it's like it's causing us quite a bit of uh, consolidation. And today was pretty slow, honestly. Like um, we were down like, you know, immediately that couple percent. And then after that, it just kind of chopped around and then went a little lower. But there weren't a ton of opportunities for for solid moves unless you hit that big move. Like if we go to the five minute here, I know we both trade like five, 10 minute stuff. Um, you can see like if you don't hit, there's probably like three opportunities to be short. One of them was right at the beginning of the day. The second one was maybe this little bear flag here. And the third one was this double top that we saw. Um, if you don't hit any of those, there's not much opportunity in this day, which is kind of a lot of people don't see it like that. A lot of people think if a trend day is like this, we can uh, basically like trade it, you know, consistently just keep shorting it. 
Um, it's hard to tell when things are going to bounce, but there was there were think I think three good opportunities, and if you didn't hit at least one of them, then it was a little bit of a tough day. Considering you don't want to buy red candles short, uh, that's one of my rules: is don't go short on a red candle. Um, wait for a green candle to go short. That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my opinion on that five minute there. The best thing you can do with something like the five minute and a trend day, and something I will do is just play around like the nine EMA. So if I like miss an initial entry, maybe I look for like a rejection off the nine or a rejection off the twenty or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Let me look at this. Uh, let me pull up the actual nine EMA so we can check it out. Yeah, here's today. Uh, I actually traded a second trade today. Tony and I were actually playing league while I was trading. I don't recommend that, especially if your Karth is bot lane and you got to kill all those minions with the last little hit. Um, they're not minions, are they? Are they? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I was I was short on this 90 EMA tap right here. Um, at, it says 1320 on my chart. Um, I was short there, and then I ended up averaging down until it hit the 30. And then this nice red candle happened right afterwards, and I ended up being able to get out with decent profit. But yeah, it was it was kind of a tough spot because um, as soon as it broke that nine again, I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I thought it was since it broke down pretty heavy with decent volume, I was gonna take the retest of it broke through and then the 30 ended up being the rejection area but it looks like the nine was pretty solid if you would have caught it on this uh that's right around 11 10 which is central time so that'd probably be 12 10 eastern time um the nine would have been a great entry here you guys could have gotten a really nice entry if you would have taken it at 11 there was a nice red candle and then again at 11 15 um and then again here at 11 50 and then again here at, at noon exactly so the nine ema is, is one that tony and i have we've talked about forever and then it comes back into play here that's right about 2 15 uh so 3 15 eastern time that would have been a great play to end the day um so keep an eye on the nine. Like the nine, it feels like is is working today, a lot better than than what I previously thought until I just looked at the chart right now. Yeah, it'll the nine will like guide you for trend days like this. Um, it's really tough when, like you said, if you missed like that supply rejection or you missed a break of the two hundreds or there was a triple cross in there or whatever the case may be. Um, it's tough because you you don't want to chase something that's overextended, but um. You know, the nine will help you with, with scalping specifically. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to highlight about this five-minute chart, too, is, is um, check out the Bollinger Bands on here. You can see the Bollinger Bands got really tight at about 9.15 here. Um, they started to curve in, and right after they curved in, about 10 minutes after they started to come in really, really tight, we got that massive move. And then they, they stayed wide, they stayed wide, they stayed wide, and then they bottlenecked again at uh, 2.15. And then what did we see after 2.15? A massive move to end the day. So that's one of my top indicators that I think people overlook. Um, sorry, I'm putting my wine back in there. Um, but I think Bollinger Bands probably one of the best indicators as in when they tighten up, you can expect a large move. Because people always ask me, I get a lot of a lot of messages on Twitter because I'll tweet out like charts and say like, I think there's a big move coming. Um, and people will say, you know, how do you know there's a big move coming? Why do you think there's a big move coming? And Bollinger Bands are one of the biggest reasons. Um, as soon as they start to, to tighten like that, I can expect to move either way. And then it's my job to determine, you know, which way it's going to be. And right here uh, in my discord, I was talking about how it was a good short opportunity because whenever you see, you know, green volume, 
decreasing on the volume bars while it's, it's, it's increasing in price. Uh, I usually don't trust that. And as it was headed up to the nine, I was thinking, you know, decreasing volume, heading up to the nine, we're in kind of a consolidation zone. This is sort of an area I would feel comfortable thinking this is short. You know, decreasing volume usually leads to, uh, you know, sellers stepping in. And then that's exactly what happened. But it's not always going to be that cut and dry. But when Bollinger Bands tighten like that, guys, that's one of the, the best indicators on uh, on my chart for, for determining when a move is going to happen and a big move, usually. You like, did I show you my mug? Oh, shit. Oh, is that handmade, bro? I'm going to, let me stop sharing so we can see a big screen. Put it back up there. Oh my god, bro! It looks like a it's, piece of art. Like you stole that from the the Louvre. There's this uh program that these that like they um special needs kids can do where they make a like uh, this like a mug or a glass or something, and then they they can sell their stuff to like make money. That's sick. So that's where I got it from, and like they put every kid that makes stuff puts their name on the bottom so you it's just like a way to for them to make money which is i thought was pretty cool that's super cool i just got this generic glass what do you got in your mug i had some wine in it but it's gone i'm drinking some white wine right now i went and bought like a uh that's what i had like an eight dollar bottle it was like the cheapest thing i could find yeah the one i had was mango oh dude i still don't have that that near me good i was gonna get some sangria today I've been kind of on that a sangria good. kick. That sounds really good. I need to learn how to make it. I really oh, it's don't. not hard. They say you just add a whole bunch of fruits to like a red wine or something. Yeah. I was uh, I was also... Oh, bro, I was telling you about White Lotus, right? The show? Yeah, I want to I check it out. Yeah, you got to check it out. But they have a whole bunch of... Uh, in, the, in the show, in the second season, they drink like the entire time. They're drinking these, these Aperol spritzes. Have you ever had one of those? it's like apparently like an italian drink with like aperol and then like sparkling wine and they look so fucking good in the show like they're like bright orange but it looks like like the sweetest orange juice you'd ever drink in your entire life um i made one for dinner and i think i fucked it up pretty bad so i'm gonna have to go for it again because it just wasn't it it just wasn't it and i think i messed up the proportions but i'm gonna try it again there's this stand at the fair by me that does like fresh squeezed oranges. It's they call it like orangeade. It's so good. I love. It the, doesn't uh, taste like orange juice. I don't know how to describe it. Is it like lemonade but oranges? Kind of. We've got uh, a bunch of fairs. Iowa State Fair. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that, but they go like balls deep on fair stuff. And um, so there's like people who will like practice their lemonade year round in Iowa like fair lemonade and um they gave me the recipe and stuff there's like a cup of sugar in like lemonade when you make it bro it's so good like i love it but it's just like a cup of sugar i can't put it in my cup and not feel terrible about myself yeah it's awful absolutely terrible we were uh we were gonna talk cuisine i feel like we need to talk a little cuisine before we do the the tier chart um just to kind of get some premises up Cuisine, like when I think of cuisine, I think of like Indian food versus Mexican food versus like all that sorts of stuff. That's kind of what I think of, like, you know, Italian. Yeah, just like food from different cultures. Dude, I'm fucking, uh, I had the best food of my life probably like three days ago, and it was a cuisine, and I told you about it in Discord. 
we're gonna we're gonna keep the story for when we do the tier chart but i already know what's gonna be my top tier <laughs> i already know we, let's just get it let's just get to it let's just hop on it i know what my favorite is but i know what yours is too i think Sounds like Michael Vick's dogfighting ring behind me. The dogs are just... Dude, I can't even hear it. That's what you were saying when we recorded those videos earlier. You were talking like, oh, they're barking and stuff. I can't even hear it. They're just going at it so bad. Marco's like a little little missile. He's a missile, yep. World cuisine. Let's see what we got here. All right, let's see this. Oh, it's just... Oh, boy. I don't want flags. I was going to say, I don't even know half of those. Yeah, this looks like a, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, I don't know any of these, though. Do you? Uh, if there's not names on them, no. Bro, what? Global cuisine. Oh, my goodness. I This might not be our category, dude. We don't. I don't even know any of these. Maybe I'm not as cultured as I thought. I wish we could do our own. World cuisine. Country's cuisine. Oh, this is exactly what we need. This is what we need right here. Oh, there we go. All right. A, B, C, D. We got all these names. Uh, American food is first, Tony. Where do you want to put American food? Um. So when we think of American food, what are we talking? Like cheeseburgers? chicken fingers yeah i'd say like fried chicken um cheeseburgers mac and cheese yeah yeah mac and cheese i mean all that stuff's so good but it's like comparatively speaking to like homemade like i don't know i say we would have to keep it in like b or a for now i say we throw it in b and then we reevaluate at the end because i really like that stuff but i feel like there's just some better stuff yeah for s and a mm -hmm. all right chinese food the uh, i'm just uh, i just don't know if i've never had really good chinese food or what but i'm just not the biggest fan but uh, i think it just belongs think? by american food i think it's just in b like yeah, it's not it's, great to me it's just, like some people are obsessed with it like mccabe he is he would eat chinese seven days a week he'd also eat subway with a mayo mayo and tuna, tuna yeah. seven days a week all right, Italian food, bro. I think that's S. It has to be. Like, everything yeah, we Like, eat authentic here. Italian, it has yeah, to be. Bro. And also, like, America just tried to copy, like, everything Italian. Like, literally pizza, pasta, like, everything just that like people Americanized eat. everything, yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, Italian is just so good. Japanese. So that's, like, sushi and... Yeah. Um, I love sushi. I think sushi might be A, bro. I think that might be so A. I think would think a, a, yeah. Mexican food. Oh, it's got to be S, right? I think it's got to be S, dude. I just, I'm a big sucker for Mexican food. German and Dutch. Like bratwurst and. I don't uh, like German food. Wait, no, this isn't German food. This is Belgian because we have German food over here. This is Belgium. Belgian and Dutch? What's. I don't uh, know if I've had that before. Is sauerkraut. Wow. that's german is it i think i don't know if i've had belgian wait no this isn't belgian i don't know what this is bro this looks like belgian that google flag. dutch food quick all right let's google <laughs> what what's dutch food because it's going to be something we've heard of dutch food 
famous Dutch dishes. Does that say French fries? Stroopwafel. Stroopwafel. I've. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of that. I've never had it. Crockett. I've had that before. I think. I've never heard of that. Pata. Pate. Yeah. I. Th- All right. That's. I think we've seen enough. I think that's just. <laughs> <laughs> just gets D because we. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got Stroopwafel in your country's top fifteen, yeah. like I just, I question you. French food. I'm not gonna lie, man. I kind of think French food is super overrated. Really? Let's look up their French food because I need to make sure I'm thinking of the right thing. What are you thinking? If you're thinking of like French toast, no, bro, put me a little <laughs> higher up than that. <laughs> Okay, I was thinking, I was thinking like quiche, like this, this sort of a quiche. I wasn't thinking sandwiches like this, though. Yeah, like baguettes and croissants. And... Okay, then I think, then I like baguettes and croissants and stuff. I was thinking got, more I so. Think, where are you thinking? Like a, I think it's got to be like a. I think I agree. German food, though, gross. I'll be honest. German food, not very good. Brats, like I, th- I can have a brat once. Once yeah, a. I think that's C or D. I think C. It might be better than the Stroop waffle. Greek food is fire. I'm really big fan of fucking uh, like euros and like yes. tzatziki sauce and Mediterranean yep. food in general is really good. I think that's got to be like A or S. Is it as good as Italian and Mexican? No. I don't think so. It's it's with the Japanese and French. Indian food, bro, that's – I dude, it's just that's non-negotiable S. for me, S. Like that's what I had a few days ago, and I was just reminded of how flavorless American food is sometimes. Do you have butter chicken? Yeah, I had butter chicken, tikka masala, um, and then I had their spiciest dish. I don't remember what it was called. Chicken something with an M. Um, and then I had like a boatload of naan, and I just chowed down. Marco, how oh, do you so oh, Just got to be right in my face. Uh, all right, Indonesian food. Do you do you have any idea what that is? No. All right, we'll do, the old, we'll do the old Google. Indonesian food. What is the most famous food? Oh, it's going to be like, gonna be like uh, skewers and shit. Rice is... Oh, fucking rice. It says that it's uh, similar to... Oh. Similar to Thai food, I guess. I've never had Indonesian food. I don't, I don't know where... Nearby, I don't think. What is, it'll be D, but if you're watching this, it's only in D because we've never had it. Korean food. I'm going to have to Google that one, too, because... I have trouble differentiating uh, like the different types of cuisine from Asia because Koreans like Korean barbecue and oh Korean uh, barbecue is great. A bunch of different like soups. And, yeah, I see a lot of uh, like hot on pots it. and stuff like that. Okay, I kind of like uh, Korean chicken and also Korean. Oh, fusion. I love kimchi. kimchi, bro! I love kimchi. I'm a big kimchi fan. I'm also a fan of these things. They always call rice them cakes? this. Yeah, bro. They always call them this at the restaurant, though. Tia Taboki. And I only learned because I asked the, the waitress what I should get. And she told me that. And I had them. And they're amazing. Yeah. They're uh, like all their soups are pretty banging, too. I, ooh, that looks kind of tasty. Look at this. Jajang Mion. Jajang Mion. Korean uh, chicken. Oh, Korean fried chicken. Amazing. I think this might have to be uh, somewhere up here. Where do you think? Probably A. I think A as well. Feeling pretty good about that. Filipino food. Never had it. I think it's a C. I've had it like once or twice, and like 
it was okay, but I just wouldn't have chose it, chosen it over a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Spanish food. Um, Isn't Spanish food like more seafood? Yeah, a lot of a Let's lot of see. seafood, but I think it depends on what part of Spain. Yeah, it's like Italy, I think. Um, Churros. Ten foods to try in Spain. They do a lot of like cured meats and. Uh, oh, paella, bro. That's super good. Have you ever had that? That's really good. Tortilla. Tortilla. Yeah, it is seafood. There's a whole bunch of shrimp and stuff. Torti tortilla. Tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> um I I think it could be a B B tier. I think that's fine. Mm. Alright. Vietnamese food. Never had it. I've never had it as well. If you're Vietnamese, like we just have never had it. Thai food though, Fire. I think that might be up in one of these top ones. Um it might not be as good as Indian, Mexican, and Italian, though. It's probably A, yeah, but I it's think, very good. I think A is pretty solid. We're gonna have to do. Uh, we're gonna have to do another food tier on this episode where it's gonna be like American regions, like where we talk about like the food from every region. Because I've been around America and I have some strong opinions. Let me. Oh shit. Oh. I'm trying to get this. Oh, here we go. All right. This is, I'm going to screenshot this. And then let's go find uh, American food. American food by region. I don't know if that's a thing. This doesn't, I don't know if we're going to find this. Mm. What would be a better thing to search? Um. region american food i don't know unless it's like ah dude we very might not did fast food you know american food tier list oh that's yeah. just that's not what we want hmm i don't know if you'll find that I don't know if I'll find this, but I guess I'll just say my opinion then. Um, I think, bro, like, southern, um, like, Mexican food is the best food that we have in America. That's my strongest opinion. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking, like, like, what states? Like, I'm talking anything south of Missouri. You get down by, like, the border and you eat Mexican food. Like, Southern California Mexican food, Texas, Tex-Mex, absolutely banging. Like, all that stuff is just my favorite food in America. That's my opinion. I want to – what's yours, Tony? What do you think is the best food in America? I don't know because, like, I love, like, homemade Italian stuff, but to get that kind of stuff, like, around me, I have to make it myself. Yeah. Um, but dude, like, uh, if you go to like a deli, like a really good deli and get like a, like a, like a sub on homemade bread and with like really good meats and stuff. I mean that for, for me, like that's the kind of stuff I really like. Yeah. I, uh, I think like 
deli food in general is just overrated. Not overrated, underrated. Sorry, like super underrated. Like you, you get go, it, yeah, a good spot. Yeah, bro, you go when you just like get a loaf of bread or something, and then you just get some of their meat and you throw that shit together. Like you get like a chicken cutlet sub. You're set. Like. You're absolutely set. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like. Okay, there was uh there was one last stock thing I wanted to talk about before we hopped off here, and that was um navigating a reversal market. I think it's an interesting topic to talk about because I've gotten a few DMs because I posted a couple tweets that were like, uh, you know, I think SPY might be reversing soon. I think SPY, you know, this higher low is is possibly bullish. And so I personally just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what that means for me, my my investments, um, and just my daily trading. And one of the biggest things um, that's going to change when we get into a bullish market if we if we get into it you know within a couple months or if we get into it next year one of the biggest thing that's going to going to change for me is is my attention to scalps versus swings i'm going to be looking to swing things a lot more than i'm going to be looking to scalp things because that's where i started and that's kind of the the adjustment that i like to make when it's bear versus bull market bear market it's easier to scalp things because i'm in and out I don't have to hold things overnight. Swing market, it's a little bit more, um, I guess, stress-free to swing things because you know, you know, the uh, the overall trend is upwards. But Tony, I wanted to get your opinion too about what you think will happen, like for your own trading, when it comes to if we possibly reverse to a bullish market. Um, for me personally, it'd be a lot more, um, you know swing oriented stuff a lot of stuff that's bottomed out a lot of stuff that's you know maybe on the cheaper side but still like something like a ford something that you know these established companies i'm not talking like playing pennies yeah um and probably swinging more options i don't i rarely do that sometimes i'll hold stuff overnight but um i'm talking like maybe taking stuff a month two months out um that would be the kind of stuff that i'm looking at um as well as you know um adding more long-term stuff um i added some amazon like i've mentioned a few times but you know that's kind of what my approach would be towards that and it's going to be tough because you know by the time everyone realizes we're actually out of the bear market it'll probably be a while meaning we'll look back and be like oh yeah that's when we were reversing and it was like a month ago yeah so it's gonna be tough but that's just probably how my approach will be i'm watching this weekly candle really close because i want to kind of you know be cognizant of that exact point you just made of it's gonna be a lot of hindsight of oh we're reversing but, you know, if we can have a chance to just kind of capture it a bit early, like the wicks we saw on the weekly and stuff, I'm going to be watching that pretty close um, just to determine, you know, if we end up wicking up again on this candle here on this weekly, then I'm going to be really, really thinking possible reversal. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I agree with everything you said, and I think it's going to be um, tough you know, in the moment to be like, oh, we're reversing. Like a lot of people like to call the bottom of the market, which there is someone on Twitter right now that has actually called the bottom of the market right now, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know if you know Tim O'Connell on Twitter, Tony. Yeah. He fucking timed the day of the bottom. That's just nuts to me. He bought like a 3X, uh, like, I don't remember what he did. He longed something and he said, I think today's the, the, the bottom on SPY. And it was the actual day 
that spy bottomed. Like right now, he has the actual bottom, and so if it actually reverses from here, like I'm gonna be blown away. It's gonna look like a genius. I know, dude. It's gonna be nuts. But um, yeah. Well, good for him though. I mean, right, bro? That's that's pretty crazy. There had to be some thought process behind it. Yeah, he had to have had some indicator that he's he's seen because he's been trading for like 25 years now, something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this episode? No, I'm just really excited to get. You know the project we've been working on rolling um, yeah i agree man i'm super pumped it's something new for me it's completely education stuff you know we're me and you were talking the other day sometimes it's hard doing you know the live trading um because nobody trades the same some people are trying to trade at work and off their phone and this that and the other um i'm really you know excited to just you know do the education stuff um and you know try to get as many people rolling as as possible so yeah i'm excited to uh to get people basically on the right path because i think there's a lot of paths out there that are shilled there's a lot of um you know we're seeing right now the 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 repercussions of of stuff that you know people aren't being truthful people aren't being um you know fully transparent with their trading their trading ways and stuff so i'm excited to get people um, educated enough to where they can trade themselves personally and they don't need to rely on anyone else who, you know, even if these people look like the best people or if they look like the, the most reliable people, you know, maybe they might not be, maybe they might be shilling something to you. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get people to where they can do it themselves and then they can have the skills to, you know, if they blow up their account, um, you know, fall back on, or if something bad happens in their life, they can fall back on trading and they can feel comfortable with their skill set and just know that they have enough knowledge accumulated over time to, to use that, to make money, uh, in a long-term setting in a consistent setting. So I'm super pumped for that. I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, there's going to be a lot of aspects of it that you guys are going to kind of be surprised by that we haven't talked a whole lot about, like, um, the book study we're going to be doing all of the, the education dump that we're going to be doing, um, you know, live classes every week. We've never really talked about how often those are going to be, how long they're going to be, what the topics are going to be. So there's going to be a lot of room for you guys to uh, to get stuff that you didn't really expect and just kind of be uh, hopefully happy surprised when you get in there and see how, how organized it is, a dictionary of, of language that's used, all that sort of stuff. So I'm just yeah. really excited. I think it's going to be super fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We will we'll catch you next week.